internationals of the quality wise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Good evening everybody and welcome once again into the KCLR studios here in Kenny for Come On Kind. This is season four, this is episode 24 and hopefully you are all well that you didn't have to go out in a canoe at the weekend because canoeing is a great sport but do we want it outside our front door? I don't think so. Anya, did you have to use a canoe the weekend? No, I didn't, Martin. Luckily enough. Parts of the country you're in. <laughs> sun is shining up in Freshford all the time. Go way out of that, you, and now you're only telling fibs this time because I passed through Freshford the other day and the amount of water that I passed through, I can tell you one thing is nobody's business. Anyway, you're welcome this evening. Thank you very much. Come in closer to the microphone now and don't yep. mind writing now for a minute. Sorry now. Good woman. Busy. Well, yeah, yeah, we're busy. Uh, we have a busy weekend ahead, I can tell you. We're going to be previewing the intermediate semi-finals later on. But first of all, I suppose last week was touched with a sadness that came all over us all when word came true last week that Brian Dowling had stepped down as the manager of the senior Camogie team after five seasons being in charge two All-Ireland final wins two manager of the year awards and bringing a great group of players to no less than three All-Ireland finals so two and three years is not a bad going and when I got the news the other evening, I have to say I was a little bit emotional because I text Brian um, and wished him well and the whole lot and asked him actually if he would come on the podcast with us this evening. And I'm delighted to say he is because he is sitting here in the studio with us. Brian, how are you? Oh, not so bad now at all, Martin. Thank you. That's good. Uh, we were just chatting a little bit off air. Um, we said it to you. It's been a strange week for yourselves. Um, the announcement was made early last week by yourself and the whole backroom team. You all uh, stepped down. To be honest, I kind of got the feeling you were nearly after making up your mind after speaking with you after the game on the Sunday in Crow Park. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, look, I suppose um, leaving Crow Park, I probably knew that was the last time I was with the team. I had a good look around the, the stadium there, just walking off the pitch after the senior match. Um, look, I suppose um, at the start of the year, you know, I probably decided this was going to be the last year, whether won or lost. Um, look, I probably thought about it last year, but I thought, you know, it was kind of hard to, to walk away last year, the way things were going. And I felt the other to the girls stay another year. But um, no, look, I think... You know, even though we didn't win this year, I think things are kind of positive, and you have, we have a great bond with the girls and stuff like that. And I think you can overstay your welcome sometimes, and that's not the way I wanted to go. I always kind of said I wanted to leave Kilkenny Camogie in a good place when I left, and you know, you know, and have be friends and to be, you know, and meet people again. We'll have great relationships with them in the future. So look, I think um, now is the right time. It's it's been difficult. It hasn't felt like that the last week, to be honest. You know, still trying to process the to defeat the Cork obviously as well, and on top of that, so on Tuesday morning, then just decided to make the decision look I said in fairness to the county board not to, to leave away any longer I, I rang Theresa and told her the news so she kind of was expecting I suppose uh, as well that was coming I suppose uh, apart from the Cork game itself you have put in five seasons as I said already you went in in 2019 under Anne Downey as the coach that year you lost the All-Ireland final and then stepped down you stepped in as manager then in 2020 and had a win in your first year as manager which was probably great in a way to win it but tinged with a bit of sadness because it was actually during COVID and you couldn't actually celebrate with any of the fans because the All-Ireland Final was played in an empty stadium above on a Saturday evening in Crow Park which had to be a very strange feeling and occurrence to win an All-Ireland Final in an empty stadium above in Crow Park. Yeah, look, it was a strange year um, but I, I said it a few times already that 
like that COVID year probably worked in our favour in terms of players wise um, you know there was, a, there was a few players Megan Farrell I remember at the time was going to Australia but she couldn't go because of COVID um, and Dalton had me back at that stage Anna Farrell was after getting a, a shoulder operation was probably out Kelly and Dyle did a crew should she was going to be out and we got all them players back so it probably benefited us a bit and you know I suppose 2019 was or sorry 2020 was probably the toughest year in terms of pressure because you know we'd lost three all earnings in a row if we had to lose the fourth, um, look, I don't think this. I think that would have been the end of the team. I don't think some of them players would have come back, and who would have blamed them um, for not coming back? You know, to lose three All Irelands is tough. Um, you know, to go back to the Red Cow Hotel after the 2019 final was was just cruel. Seeing everyone crying, I was only there 2019. I wasn't there in 17, 18, and you know, where do you go from here? So, I suppose going up to that. 20 final the pressure was huge I suppose didn't feel at the time as much as, as a, looking back on it now but we had to win that match and we did thank God and, and I do think that having an empty stadium probably helped us because the pressure wasn't didn't feel as much pressure on the day because it was just another match you know as I said you could hear everything on the sidelines you could hear everything on the pitch it was a strange occasion but look when that final whistle went it didn't matter whether there was 20, 30,000 there or 500 people there we were all Ireland champions and that was the main thing um, you know it probably was an anti-climax afterwards there was no real celebrations um, you know it was December the, the 12th so it was strange but look they won the All-Ireland and, and that was the main thing you know, when you're looking at the photographs afterwards that the cup is on a table in the castle grounds and the families are literally just standing there in front of the cup like it puts all into perspective like what was actually going on that year that even it was great to be able to get to win an All-Ireland final and to play it but as you say the relief from 2019 for you I mean we were all there back for the, the other ones and you're dead right I mean it's like a it's like a morgue or worse than a morgue going back into a hotel and I know 2019 was probably one of the worst that I ever had even gone into it I mean I don't know why I felt so bad that we were after losing it but 2021 didn't go your way we got to the semi-final again just beaten on the, the day as well but Last year, in 2022, I mean, you had a phenomenal year, um, went through unbeaten, apart from the scoring difference in Cork, was a drawdown in Cork for the, the league game, you probably would have been in the, the league final as well, but the homecoming and the, the day itself, like all, the build up, the match, the homecoming, the whole lot afterwards, like it really felt something special to a lot of these girls um, and to everyone involved in it, and I think you felt that yourself as well. Yeah, look, last year was really special. Um, I suppose we had a very tough year on the field, off the field, and things weren't going great, to be honest. Uh, I remember last March we had a few hammerings in, in challenge games and you're wondering where are we going from here and we had a lot of injuries and picked up more injuries and stuff like that. Um, you know, I suppose the Leinster Championship we really targeted last year and that worked well for us. You know, we kind of improved every game and then we had three championship games in a row then as well um, you know and that kind of with five weeks in a row I think and we just seemed to play just seemed, something seemed to click and we seemed to get going each week you know and we found new players last year and changed around the team a bit and it just seemed to work um, and we just got better and better but I suppose the turning point was probably up in Atten Roy last year looking back it's probably one of my most favourite games um, being involved in just think the crowd up there was brilliant the atmosphere was great and I just remember leaving the dressing room that, that day and we spoke in the dressing room, we just felt something special, something was brewing here, and, you know, we knew coming up to, because it was a young team, we didn't really know where we were at that stage, you know, were we good enough to go and win in Ireland, and we knew leaving Atten Rye last year that we were good enough, and we were happy to be in the quarterfinal the following, I think it was the following two weeks, and we played Dublin, had a very good performance after a shaky start, and then we got Galway again, so we knew going into the Galway game that we were ready for him after what happened up in Atten Rye, and look, we, we played well against Galway, and then obviously getting to play Cork in Northern Ireland, um, you know, I suppose some of the girls 
Ireland's had a lot of uh, revenge mission there going on for that one. But look, we just treat it as a normal game. Um, you know, I remember the, the Friday night before was one of the most powerful meetings we ever had. It was just really special. Just, you know, everyone spoke and just different things that were said. It was emotional. Um, it was inspirational. There were stories. There was people falling around laughing. It was it was mad stuff. Um, but again, I knew leaving Nolan Park that Friday night, we were going to be All-Ireland champions. Whatever it took, and it did take everything. Um, it took lucky breaks. It took subs coming on. It took everything to, to get over the line against Cork, like it always does. And um, look, it was special in that final whistle. I suppose eventually went uh, that day up in Crow Park last year. It was you know one of the best feelings of my life. Um, and just to to be there with all the family, that's what we missed in 2020. And we wanted you know the people who supported Kenny. You know you have the likes of Emma Cavanagh's mother and father, Denise Gaw's mother and father, Grace Welsh's parents. They're at every match. Like you know, they were up and down last year um, at matches up in Antrim. And for them not to be there, all the parents uh, not to be there in 2020 was sad for me. And to get them to experience that with them in 2022 was brilliant. And then obviously going back to Kilkenny was really special on the bus and then going back to the, the Rivercourt Hotel and obviously having the homecoming then on the Monday was, was, was absolutely brilliant and just topped off the whole thing. And then even on the Tuesday out to Dixborough, you know, it was just, uh, I suppose on the Wednesday, you're kind of like, where are we going now? And it's kind of, <laughs> you kind of hit a brick wall on the Wednesday, like, you know, it's kind of like, Jesus, is it over already, the celebrations? But look, it was really special um, memories for life I suppose when you say you know the, the, the meeting on the Friday night last year was powerful you, you had a bond last year that was really unbreakable and you could see that and I suppose a lot of that was to do with the heartaches that the team had endured over the course of the year because there was girls that was after losing grannies during the year obviously Tommy then lost his brother so tragically he went out for a run like and didn't come back when he was in work you lost your uncle in tragic circumstances as well so I think the whole team itself was really brought together by a strong bond and a unity that you could tell between the whole lot of you and, and I think all the hardships that you endured during the year certainly helped to bring that bond together Yeah there was a great bond there um, you know again I remember I listed out all the things uh, for the girls and put them up on the on this uh, uh, PowerPoint and you know I had to actually keep scrolling down there were so many things that had happened during the year and I just said look we're still here fighting and you know I said that's a testament to you that you're still here that you're able to stay going and stay going and you know another team would have probably packed it in and would have gave up you know and even the start of the year was tough there were any of that stuff happening we lost you know some super players Davina Tobin uh, I'm going to forget names now Davina Tobin Megan Farrell um, Colette Dormer you know three of our best backs like any have ever had they all were they all retired um, and then obviously we lost um, you know Kellyanne Doyle did her cruciate Aoife Doyle did her cruciate you know we were down a lot of players straight away and the, the pressure was on and we weren't getting the results so you know people were probably writing us off and saying Kilkenny are in transition and you know I suppose that kind of sparked a bit of fire as well within within the group and we kind of felt we were written off and we used that a lot as well and um, you know I said it was there was a really special bond I think everyone just galvanised around each other and I think you could see that probably on the and the girls' performances as well. And look, there was a lot of fresh blood last year. A lot of girls broke into the team for the first time last year, getting a start in Jersey. And, you know, I think that was crucial as well. How much does a manager... I mean, everybody looks at the television and they can see you on the sideline and, you know, you're down with your fellow selectors and that and you're either making subs or you're making switches or whatever. But nobody actually sees the work that goes on behind the scenes. I mean, you were there for five seasons... How much work is actually involved in being an inter-county manager that you don't actually see on even match days? 
Don't ask me my wife that question anyway. <laughs> uh, look, there's no point saying any different. Uh, it's huge, um, you know. And even like I suppose you look at it and you think it's it's only from when you start training until it ends. Like it's not. Uh, if I was going back for next year, you know, you'd be starting straight away, going to club matches every every Sunday morning. Um, then you're probably back in the gym and getting things going in November. You're planning for the following year, November, December, and then you're back training three nights a week from January all the way through to the end of the year. Hopefully, get to July, August. You know, so you probably only get a couple of weeks off. Like you know, but for me, I suppose I can't switch off and think about it all the time. You're always trying to, what can you do next? What can you do to improve? You know, especially when the matches are on, it's 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 crazy. You know, especially if it's a week between a match, you're trying to look back at the previous match you're trying to analyse the next match and then you're trying to organise training you're looking talking to Nick Lynn the physio Dr Martin you're talking to the management team do you know there's so much going on that I suppose in the background that you don't realise but look again that's my choice to do that um, I don't regret doing anything uh, I've absolutely loved every second of it the hard work is worth it you know when you see the the winning feeling that the girls got in 2020 and 2022 that made it all worthwhile for me anyway You spoke about Alison your wife Um She's probably, I suppose, be fair to say she's been your rock all through the uh, the five years that has been there because if you don't have support of family behind you, you certainly can't do the job and especially with an inter-county manager. But now you obviously have young boys coming up as well and I suppose that uh, made up some of your mind as well, you know, that you're missing probably a lot of training with them or, you know, match times, etc. And you want to see them grow up and not to be worrying about an inter-county game or a club game on a Sunday and, you know, you can't bring them off maybe to a training session or some where how important is support in the background for managers like yourself and how much support has Alison actually given you over the five years? Oh yes, look, huge support. I suppose you can't do it without having a, a wife that lets you do it, I suppose. Um, you know, I have the full backing of her, obviously. Um, but look, she backs me 100%. She knows the work I went into it. But look, it's it's good balance. Um, I suppose you just have to give her the schedule and plenty of time and say I won't be here for these nights or whatever. <laughs> but uh, look, I think she's trying to get rid of me already. So <laughs> I might have to find another job fairly quick and getting plenty of jobs to do at home. So uh, I need to try to get out there and get another team, I think, fairly quick. I know it's great, but um, look, it's great. I tried to two boys are hurling with Dane's Fort now so um, try to get involved in them that's under 7 trend and that's that's not easy I tell you so um, <laughs> it's tough going Which would you prefer the girls are under 7 train? I, I won't answer that question <laughs> now <laughs> uh, I suppose looking back on the, the year as well how do you feel that the overall that the year went I know you got to the All-Ireland quarterfinals it was only a point defeat to Cork you are the Leinster champions I think for the fourth or it's actually the fifth time I think even in a row that you could have been because you were there in 19 as part of that uh, group as well but overall has it been a disappointing season for you? Yes, look, I think any time Kilkenny Camogie don't win the All-Ireland, it's disappointing in my view anyway. Um, that was our aim this year, that's why we came back to, to do the back-to-back. But look, it was a frustrating year, I, I can't put my finger on it. Um, I probably always expected the league not to go the way, um, it did, you know, to go to go in our favour. You know, we did have a brilliant holiday, team holiday, you know, that's one of the highlights as well. You know, that the girls um, got to have that team holiday, it was absolutely fantastic, great memories there. Look, we came back later in the year and we kind of knew that probably would affect our, our, our preparation you know in the league we worked extremely hard up to the matches and that probably showed in our performances we were a bit leggy going into some of them games but look we got got the victories we needed to I suppose stay out of relegation anyway but didn't get through but um, no look I, I thought we were coming we were in great shape for the Wexford game um, obviously we were 10 points up uh, again 
can't really put my finger on why we lost a 10 point lead that should not be happening um, but look we put it right the following week in Stubborn there was huge pressure going up there uh, if we lost the road of championship you know it would have been a huge shock but we got, the, got a good performance good result there the tip game you know again small things we could have won that and that would have put us in great shape but look I still think we would have got Cork anyway to be honest um, in the draw for the quarter final uh, I'd no doubt about that and look again the Cork game go back over the last couple of years 2020 we won by 2 21 they won by 1 22 we won by 1 23 they won by 1 there's just not 20, uh, sorry 18 they won by 1 17 they won by 1 16 Kilkenny won by 1 or was it 1 or was it more, more it was coming 4 and 1 or 16 was it yeah um, but like there's never anything between the teams and you know I suppose when, like we won the All-Ireland last year we get praised for everything tactics this was right that was right like at the end of the day we could easily lost that match last year we could easily won the game last weekend um, you know a couple of things go in our favour and you know even another minute longer I think we would have got another score and that was disappointing so look it was a frustrating year I think if we had to get the victory over Cork you know who knows what would have happened um, the draw had to work out different again you don't know what would have happened but look that's that's not we're not there and we're not good enough be, uh, you know we're not in the other in the semi-final and that's, that's up to ourselves and we have to look at ourselves and it's just it's very disappointing but I can say that the effort that the girls put in this year was as good if not better than any other year I can honestly say that you know we tried everything and I don't know it just seemed to be harder this year to try and get the performances for some reason um, you know again as All-Ireland champions everyone wants to beat you we've seen that in the first couple of challenge games this year everyone was was just improving and playing better in every game against us and you know we, we tried everything we could but unfortunately it just didn't happen for us I spoke with Matthew Toomey afterwards as well and while he was, I suppose, relieved with the result because they knew they were in a battle as well against you, there seems to be a great mutual respect between yourself and Matthew. Now, that may not have been the case with the previous administration that was there with Cork before, but certainly I know since I've been talking with Matthew the last couple of games, I mean, he's been an absolute pleasure whether they win, lose or draw or whatever. He's always gifted his time, you know, and it has been brilliant. And he did, when I spoke with him, he did actually even say it about the mutual expect that was there between yourself and himself. And he had great admiration and that for you as well. So, uh, and I could see you afterwards as well. You were going and you shook hands with every one of the core players after the game. There's certainly a lot of respect there between the two. Yeah, look, I have huge respect for Matthew. Um, to be honest, I didn't know much about him until till last year. We played him in the league. And again, shook hands him after match, didn't know anything about him. But I suppose to me, it was after my uncle uh, passed away, Matthew sent a text, um, you know, just condolences with everybody. He texted me about three weeks after just to see how it was doing, you know, and he didn't have to do that, uh, didn't know him at all. And I just, that really stood to me, you know, and I thought, you know, it meant a huge lot to me, um, you know. And then last year, we were fundraising for, for my uncle to get a new place for him. And a lot of the Cork girls contacted me, you know, on social media and shared, shared different stuff on, on Twitter and stuff like that. Like, and that meant a huge lot to me um, you know I, I have great respect for them girls down in Cork you know I suppose there's a huge rivalry to Kenny in the last number of years but um, you know look once the once the ball is thrown in you, you, you go hell for leather but after the game there's huge respect and that's why you know I made, made an effort to, to go around to the Cork girls last week because you know I really appreciate what they did for me at that time they didn't have to do it and um, you know Matthew is, is a gent he's a fellow Arsenal supporter like myself so look we've said for the last uh, year that we'd um, we'd uh, we'd meet up um, for a pint 
pint so hopefully maybe when things the dust settle we'll meet up for a pint but look I've great respect for the other managers you know I got texts off Cotton Murray and you know Dennis Kelly there over the last week as well so look there's you know we'll go I said hell for letter on the sideline and in between the white lines but once it's over um, we have huge respect for each other Yeah well you can certainly see that between the, the crop of managers that's there at the minute I suppose just a, a couple of more things because I'm conscious of the time and I don't want to keep you here all night either um, when it comes to dealing with the media and stuff and I know the, the players have been saying it's that you know maybe that you don't get the respect that maybe you were deserving of uh, certain quarters and I know that we've probably been critical as well on the podcast at times and I might have been even a bit critical asking questions afterwards but I suppose it's actually the way that we hold these girls to such high standards you know that we forget that girls can have an off day or you know someone might be they, they might be sick or you, you don't know about it and you know they're not playing well or what Whatever about it, um, and don't be, don't hold back now because you know you can say whatever the hell you like this evening because you're right in front of us. Don't be worried about us standing here, but or sitting here, I should say. But um, overall, like you know, what uh, what has your dealings with the like ourselves or the the media been over the the last five years? You know, I, I loved hearing all the negative stuff because I used it. So you know, it was brilliant <laughs> for me. Uh, you know, it was again you're trying to get a team prepared, and you have to use some of that stuff as well. And you know, I think when you're written off and so stuff like that you know even if it's only a small thing and someone doesn't mean it I think you can use it in your favour and try to get the best out look you, you can't use it every time you have to have your own personal motivation as well but um, I think when teams write, write you off and stuff like that and you know opposition managers maybe disrespect you I think you have to go after that and you have to use it um, it's frustrating to hear it, I suppose at times because you know I know how much effort the guys are putting in and then when you hear people being negative towards it um, you know it, it's tough and I think at times like in different teams people have to realistic you know, especially last year, I suppose, I think we lost five of the backs from the previous year, you know, and, and it took time to try and settle a team. And then we'd lost the, the dials with Cruciate. So we knew it was going to take time to, to build the team again. And we, we changed players around, you know, like Neve Dealey and Steffi Fitzgerald last year were ring four in the league, they end up wing back in the championship. Tiffy Fitzgerald came into the team. So we knew it was going to take a bit of betting in time. And, you know, I suppose it takes patience. But so people don't see that from the outside. People want to see results now and that's it. And that's just the way it is. And that's intercounting and when you're in a county like Kilkenny you expect to win all the time and success is probably only um, monitored or only you know you only look at it if you win trophies and you know that's probably not the way it should be because in there's only one team can win at the end of the day can win the, the win the All-Ireland and that does that mean then every other team is unsuccessful so look again people have the right to their opinion I've no problem with people um, having a say about stuff I suppose once it's constructive criticism and once they can back it up with a reason like you know I've often heard people saying they should play that one and play this one and you know then you'd ask them well who would you play instead and geez, I don't know I don't, you don't think you have anyone else and there's their point like you know and that's you know, unless you have a, a good answer to, to back up the problem, then I don't see you should be saying it. So, look, again, I've no, I've no problem uh, with people, I suppose I said, it wants constructive and wants to have a good view and they can they back up their point, there's no issue. I don't think we ever went as far as trying to pick a team because we certainly left that to you. Uh, you were definitely the masters of that one. Uh, two quick final questions for you. Um, one of them being the, the current protest that's going on at the minute between the all of the players. Uh you're now gone as being the manager but you have been there on the inside as well so what's your view on it? Uh, yeah look there's a lot going on um, I suppose first of all it's very disappointed uh, last Sunday evening when word was coming through that the negative press that we were getting um, 
you know, after the match. And, you know, it's very disappointing. I still haven't seen an official apology from the Sunday game about that. Um, Good luck with that one. You know, because look, in fairness, like it's grand again, you're, you're talking there about criticism. Like that was criticism aimed at us and without any information, you know, just throwing out accusations there and it wasn't fair. Um, and it's pointing the finger at management and players and that's not right. And they didn't come out and take it away either. And fair play to GPA. I know they stepped up and, and don't look music tried to back us up as well that night um, but no the people who said it didn't and that's very disappointing because you know we were instructed before the game um, GPA with the players you either stay on the pitch or you go into the dressing room now we all thought that both teams were staying on the pitch and that we stand together for 30 seconds and then take off the t-shirts and, and throw in the wall but Cork obviously decided to go into the dressing room and that was their choice we stood on the pitch and then it obviously looked like Kilkenny were going against the protest, which was not the case. The GPA contacted the girls afterwards and said there was a miscommunication on their part and they apologised, you know. But again, there was accusations saying that we weren't taking part in the protest, which which wasn't right. Um, but look, the whole thing, I suppose, look, it has to be, has to be done. Um, but in Kilkenny... The girls are very well looked after. There's no issue there. Um, you know, they have access to three different gyms, Spring Hill, uh, Bravo Fitness and TJ Reid Gym. They have food bef- after every training session, food before and after matches. You know, we get loads of gear. Um, you know, nutritionists, um, physiotherapists, that's all there, you know. But I suppose the big thing for me is the expenses. That's the one thing that has to be looked at. Um you know, we have the likes of Grace Wells, Sophie Dwyer, Michelle Teen, Ethan Norris, Lauren Murphy. You know, they're all travelling down from, from Dublin there two or three times every week since start of the year. And, you know, I think to get a grant at the end of the year for seven or eight hundred euro and that's it. And the money's not there from the county board to, to look after them. So that has to change. Um, you know, they're, it's costing them money to be an inter-county player and that's not the way it should be. Um, look, I do think, and I said it uh, recently there on a different podcast, that I, I really think people have to start going to matches now um, you know females have to start going to matches uh, I, I remember even last year um, I'd be giving out the whole time that the club games in Kilkenny are on on a Sunday morning um, especially as a manager trying to get around and see different players you can only see one game every weekend which is tough but I remember last year there was a game changed to a Thursday night out in um, Jinkenstown Muckley we were playing Connie and I went to it and you know there was barely anyone at it you know there wasn't any the, the Camogie girls weren't at it you know there was no one at it and you know there's people I remember I was doing a, a talk there recently as well starting the year and I just said to someone we were playing Cork at the weekend I think it was for a league match the week before and I said no it's important that people go to matches and you know especially that women go and look at the matches even a couple of people said geez yeah I never even thought about that like you know this is, I never even thought about going to the match and you know that kind of says it all I think unless people start going to the matches um, you know I don't think the revenue is going to be there and look I don't know how long it's going to take before the association is joined together I think it could be waiting a while but I think people females especially have to start going to matches and, and support these players um, you know there's no point saying it on social media that they're getting nothing you know go to the matches because you know there's some league matches there you're, you know you're at all the matches yourselves you see it and there's nobody there you know and it's it's, it's hard to take that Yeah well you're dead right on that one um, and in relation to the criticism I thought it was very very unfair to be fair to EM and it certainly should have been uh, communicated an awful lot better um, in the way it was and it was very disappointing uh, in the way it came out but look I, I think at least don't and Lokusik made the point afterwards as well and fair play to him for trying to, to back up the girls on that. My last question to you this evening is and I know it's seven days after the fact, are you going to miss it? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's no point saying any otherwise. Uh, I'll miss it terribly. Um, look, it's been part of your life for five years. As I said, it's from day one. You get involved, you think about it all the time. Um, look, I'm definitely going to miss it. Uh, it's very strange um, not being the, the manager anymore. But look, I suppose the decision I made, um, I think 
right now it's, I don't feel it's the right one but I do I know in time it will be I said the longer you stay there you have to try keep changing things up and you have to try keep things fresh and stuff like that so um, look I'll miss it but I'll become a Kenny supporter now in the future and I wish the, the girls and new management team whoever it is the, the very best of luck and you know if, if I'll try and be as helpful as, as I can to the county board or management whoever it is if they ever need it but look um, a bit of freshness is needed there now that group has been together for, for four years so you know I think it's something different and you know hopefully we'll, we'll see Kenny bring back to the Duffy Cup in the next couple of years Brian we're certainly going to miss you um, to be fair because I think of all the managers that we've had around you've probably been the most accommodating the most open um, anytime we ever asked you to come on to the podcast you've always been available for us um, even after matches win, lose or draw um, you've always been available as well um, it's been a, a brilliant five years from us all I don't know why I'm even getting bloody emotional now like but I suppose when you're around someone uh, for that but try, you know me I'm fucking emotional anyway excuse the French I'll have to edit that out of that now by the way but um, look it, it has been a pleasure thank you so much um, for it and uh, the very best of luck to whatever that you decide to do in the future and we wish you the very best of luck with it yeah, thanks for lads. And look, thanks for the promotion over the years. Um, it was supposed to be something as well that, you know, there's there there isn't any, I suppose, even podcasts or anything like that that's going on at the moment for Camogie. I say, Bar, what's going on here? Maybe there's a couple of bits in Tipperary, but there's nothing going on. Say, you know, again, we're trying to promote the game and there's nothing there, do you know? And that's very disappointing. You know, I really think there's a great market there. I think Camogie, to me, it's improving every year. The game is getting better. And, you know, anyone, even last year, looking at the matches, were kind of saying, Jesus, it was a brilliant game to watch. Do you know? And I really hope that, that more is done to promote the game. I think the players deserve that, you know, for the effort they put in. So, you know, fair play to you, you're driving it on here. And, you know, hopefully everyone else will keep doing the same as well. So, thanks very much. Well, thanking you. There was Brian Dowling here in studio, of course. We did get a little bit emotional. Why wouldn't we? We've had him here for a very long time for Inca Kenny, five years. And what a, a gentleman he has been. Talking about gentlemen, I have another gentleman now patiently waiting on the phone for me. And it is PJ O. Milan, who is the Derry senior camogie manager but they're playing in the intermediate uh, All-Ireland semi-final and they're up against ourselves in Kilkenny on this weekend coming and PJ joins me on the phone right now PJ how are you good sir? I'm not not too bad looking forward to the weekend big weekend in Ireland so should be a good weekend for everybody it certainly should be. Um, it's been an interesting campaign for yourselves. I suppose the uh, the shortened groups in the the format itself allowed you to top the group and go straight into the draw for the semi-final and you did get the, the boy into the semi-final as well because you had very good wins in the group stages against uh, Wexford. Very big win against Carlo um, and then you came up again your neighbours up in Antrim there as well. So three from three out of the group stages. Uh, so, so far all going well for yourselves yeah so far so good um, you know uh, I think the way the group was set up you know uh, Derry were probably favourites to get out of the group a um, couple of the games there definitely uh, most of the games I suppose even the last game against Antrim it was kind of over after 15-20 minutes so you know it's uh, whilst it's nice to top the group and get to semi-final uh, to be honest prefer tougher matches you know and they're on up to them because we, we haven't had a real real tough game as such since maybe May time and um, it's not ideal preparation coming into an All-Ireland semi-final I suppose the, the two quarterfinals was on last weekend as well did you get a chance to have a look at uh, either one of them? You'll not believe me I was in Dublin so I, I didn't get a chance to I, I didn't get a chance uh, 
to watch them live. I have watched a wee bit of the Kilkenny one back, um, but uh, it was on the YouTube channel. So, um, yeah, I watched a wee bit of the Kilkenny one. And, uh, so I didn't get to see them live. So, but uh, it is what it is now. Your last game was the 24th of June, so you're looking at an almost four-week break before the last game and indeed the semi-final. And you said you would have preferred to have a quarter-final. Do you think that that long four-week break, a bit like the hurlers, it can affect some hurlers and it can have a positive effect on them? Some of them, it can't. That They're ring rusty and you know, their first touch leaves them down for the, the first couple of minutes. How do you see the long break affecting yourselves? Well, look, when you look at the group, we, we had won our first game against Wakes with very comfortably. We then won our second game very comfortably. And we knew the results, the way the results had worked out earlier in the day against Antrim. We knew we'd top the group. So it's been, we, we haven't really had a hard match in, you know, maybe six, eight weeks now. And just to, to me, it's a, it's a long time. Um, the travel we would have to go to to get a, a decent challenge games hard as well. And the rest of the counties around us, Antrim were playing in an All-Ireland quarterfinal. Um, Down were playing in a relegation battle, which would be the two two teams that we would try and play challenge matches against. So it's a long time, and I think even when you look last weekend, I think even you know some of the Wex or Kilkenny players alluded to it. You know that they had made a long period between their last group game and last week's match, and I would think last week's game will bring Kilkenny on. Yeah, I think it was the 10th of June the way that the, the fixtures worked out yeah. that um, it was Kilkenny's last game so they really had a long period before that quarter-final yeah. game against uh, Wexford um, I suppose when it comes to travelling that you're talking about as well there's a long distance obviously because the semi-finals have been fixed for MP- FBD Semper Stadium in Thurless and it's a, a good four plus hour journey like for uh, some of yourselves and maybe even longer depending on what part of Derry that you're living in as well so so, uh, what are you going to do? Are you coming down the night before, or are you travelling on the the same day? No, look, we, you know, we're on at one o'clock. It would be unfair to the girls if we travel down the day of the match. So, we're travelling down the day before um, to give ourselves every opportunity. Um, you know, it's a, it's a costly affair. You're probably looking at eight thousand pounds to put the trip by, seven eight thousand pounds to put the trip by between buses, hotels, meals. You know, so it's a big expense. Uh, so it is, but look. We can't have any complaints about the, the venue. Um, Thurlis is one of the top pitches in Ireland, maybe, you know, so I don't think anybody can have any complaints. And uh, the distance things, it is what it is. We're not going to make any excuses. You know, we, we just go, we play the match. The, the county board, in fairness, have been excellent with Derry all year and anything that they needed, they've got. So, you know, uh, one night away, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll break the bank for them. Uh, it's a lot of money, but, you know, uh, they've been fundraising and, and getting things in so you know it is what it is It certainly is and All-Ireland finals are always that bit special they're there to be one terrible when a team loses either way you know the way things are going we could be looking at extra time or even 45s to decide a game because you know they, they seem to be two of the, the top teams in the, the grouping itself in the intermediate if you look at the results that have been there so far I suppose just on a whole because you are the Lockheel man as well the, the Camogie uh, end of things in uh, Ulster at the minute is is going fairly well
well. You have Antrim competing in the, the senior and in the intermediate, Greg. Um, you have yourselves in intermediate and hoping to get to the senior. Down retained their status as well with a, a very good win over Offaly the weekend. So they're staying in the senior as well. So Camogie seems to be thriving. Um, and obviously you had a, a good few number of the, the girls on the, the DCU team that won the Ashburn Cup. You know, Roshi McCormack comes to, to mind the first one off and we had a chat with her here a while ago as well. So, you know, Camogie seems to be really taking off up in the, the north with the, the counties up there with yourselves. Yeah, look, there's a lot of work being done uh, at school level and club level. And, um, you know, particularly underage Camogie as well. I see Andrum and, uh, Andrum and Derry, both reach under 16 finals at different grades there now in the next couple of weeks as well. The schools teams are competing very well. Um, the county teams then are also competing well. Like uh, as you say, like, like there's two Ulster teams in Division One. They both retained their status. Um, Armagh are going well. Um, Derry are in an All Ireland semi final. So look, the, 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 there, there's a lot of work being put in, and you know, uh, I think a lot of credit has to go to the clubs and the schools who are, who are nurturing a lot of these people. And you know, then uh, you know when they get old enough, I suppose it's entirely up to themselves whether they want to commit to. To being a county player, you know, I think it's a privilege to play for your county. And, um, you know, I think the more games you play and the more more people you interact with from other clubs, the good players, you know, you, you learn more. And um, then again, it's, it's it's the people you meet uh, along the journeys as well. So absolutely thriving in Ulster. Uh, it'd be great to see another Ulster team reach an All-Ireland final. PJ Derry has been there in previous years as well they dropped back down to the intermediate grade a couple of years ago but you're dead right it would be great to see them back up and playing at the, the top end of the sport and I suppose you're going into the championship with the, the results so far and into the semi-final as heavy favourites as well um, to come out with a, a victory at the weekend how are you finding the favourites tags? I would think you're at your org whenever you're, you're saying them things like um with greatest respect to the teams we've played, you know, Kilkenny have beat Cork, they beat Dublin, they beat Galway, they beat Wexford. You know, that's it's you know, the greatest respect to the teams we've played, they're a better standard of teams. We've played all our teams were all division three teams. So they were and, you know, I don't it doesn't bother me who's favourites or who's not favourites. I think both teams are, are good teams. I think both teams are well equipped that if they progress their final could win an all Ireland final and you know, just whatever team turns up on Saturday, whatever team makes the least mistakes, takes the most chances, I'll win the game. You know, I, I don't. There just could be no favourites in, in in that game. Just it's too too tight to call, in, in my opinion. You know, um, but I understand why you're saying it, and I I, I can live with that. Oh, well, it's actually the bookies and all is actually putting it in it with the, the favourites tags. I think it's going to be a, a really, really close game, to be honest with you, because I, I, I do think they're two very evenly matched teams and it's probably going to be the, the semi-final of the day as well, you know, if I'm honest with you. Um, and I can't see only a point or two being in it. But PJ, you have been a gentleman as always. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to join us here on Come On Coins. We're really looking forward to the game at the weekend. The very Best of luck to yourselves and the Derry team. And as we always say here, may the best team win on the day. Thanks very much for your time. Best of luck at the weekend and hurling on Kamogi. Perfect. Thanks a million. That was PJ O'Malan there joining us. He is indeed the Derry manager and 
they're playing Kilkenny at the weekend as well as we heard Brian was here earlier on so we're going to do a, a few previews now because obviously there's a lot of games coming up the weekend the majority of them are All-Ireland semi-finals and Anya let's stick with the intermediate semi-finals as well because Derry and Kilkenny are the first game up at 1 o'clock in FBD Semple Stadium on Saturday coming it's our live game the first one on KCLR so myself and Paula Dowling who is going to be there uh, doing the commentary um, for this Saturday but how do you see this game going? Uh, Derry Kilkenny do you know what it's going to be probably one of the the toughest I think it probably is going to be the toughest um, All-Ireland semi-final that's there as the Derry manager said there's absolutely nothing between these teams I think when you kind of look back on it um, in the three games throughout the championship so far this year Kilkenny have scored uh, 6.45 uh, Derry have scored 9.48 it's really only a 12 and now I know, take it lightly, it's only a 12 point difference, but I suppose when you look at it exactly what the dairy manager what was, PJ saying, was saying, yeah, yeah. what he's saying is they have played teams of a lower division in the league this year. Now, granted, Carlo did win the league. They came up, obviously, and they will be competing in, in Division 2 next year. But I suppose from a, a Kilkenny point of view, they certainly have had a tougher challenge, I think, going I think going, going throughout the Championship. You know, the Kilkenny have conceded 223. Derry, again, have only conceded 119. There really is very, very little between these two teams. I think the one thing that's going to stand to Kilkenny is they have had that All-Ireland quarter-final game. So, you know Derry are going to be coming into this game they've had four weeks basically without any competitive game yes they can have all the challenge matches and in-house games as they as they wish but nothing beats a good competitive game and I think this is where Kilkenny are certainly going to they're certainly going to use that to their advantage the fact that they do have an All-Ireland quarter final behind them as you know maybe not so pretty as it was they still have that game behind their backs they've literally been able to dust off the cobwebs you know refocus themselves they've had that competitive game they're two weeks out from it now they've obviously know that there's a lot of work to done whether it was pretty or not it doesn't make a difference they now know what they have to improve on that I think Kilkenny can certainly use that to their advantage I think you know there's probably you know a couple of players maybe that could be I wouldn't be surprised if there's one or two new starters for the Kilkenny team to be honest with you. I think, you know, the leaving search is now over. Maybe there's girls coming back, you know, maybe there's girls coming back from injury time, from injury as well. So it'll be very interesting to see but, you know, I would have full faith in Kilkenny in this. I really think having the quarter final is going to be a massive advantage to them in this game. Well, we've heard from the Jerry manager PJ O'Malan. It's time to hear from the Kilkenny manager and Seamus Kelly joins me on the phone line right now. Shem, how are you this evening? Uh, sure, all good. Apologies, I know I'm a bit late getting to you when I said that I would, but we had an extended interview here earlier on with Brian Dowling, who was here in studio with us. Um, and then we had a chat with PJ O'Malan, who of course is the Derry manager. And you're up against them at the weekend. It's the first game in FBD, Semple Stadium. You had a good, I won't say it was a good quarter final. You had a win in the quarter final, but it was a game that you probably needed because you were certainly ring rusty after having no game being played since the 10th uh, of June, which is a long time away to be playing in it. Um, so, how are you fixed coming up for the, the game against Derry at the weekend? Yeah, look, as you said, look, end of the day, Martin. The quarter final was just to get the win and progress a bit further, you know. And I think, as you mentioned there, it was a game we did need, you know. And, and, and I think it came at the right time for us too because Wakes were brought into a dogfight and it really kind of, you know, grounded us after the game. We reflected back on it that, 
you know, if if we go into an All-Ireland semi-final and that would become a dogfight like that again, you know, it was under serious pressure. But preparations have been have been pretty good now since the quarter-final. Um, we've done, you know, we've we've done a bit of a, an assessment on the game. We've done a bit of analysis, you know, and we've got some good training sessions in, some good games in as well. So, you know, the girls are, you know, they're really really tuned in now to, to this weekend coming, and you know, Derry they're, they're not going to be an easy team to play against. I've, I watched them last year in Ireland semi-final. They're a very impressive team, and they've plenty of experience there too within within their camp as well. So look, here it's going to be a going to be a tough game. If I'm not mistaken, we had the Derry Cork game in uh, UPMC Nolan Park last year in the All Ireland semi-final. And looking at that game, it's a one that Derry probably should have won. To be fair to them on that day, but they're going into this game as favourites according to the bookies. As PJ was saying, though, I mean they have been scoring heavily, but it has been at teams that has been in the lower grades to themselves like he's been playing Division 3 Division 4 teams when it comes to it and haven't had a, a tough test you've had a tough test against Wexford in the quarter final you've beaten Cork along the route to get to the, the, the group stages to top the table as well so you certainly have come into the game with a couple of more stronger matches than Derry have do you think that's going to stand to you when it comes to this game at the weekend? I think I think it will stand to us to a certain degree. Yeah, like uh, you know, we've we've had probably a, a tough enough group too with like Galway, Cork, and, and and Dublin putting it up to us in the in the first round as well. And you know, those games have allowed us gain a lot of valuable experience. And um, we've we spoken about it many times. We played Cork earlier on in, in the year, and we had eight point defeats in two in, in two games. So you know, getting this new new panel together with the mix of experience and a bit of youth coming through, you know, it's really helped them kind of gel into. A a lovely squad, a nice squad, a determined squad of players, like you know. So, looking looking at Derry results, yeah, here they're putting up big scores. They're finding the back of the net. We've seen the results against Carlo, seen the result against Wexford, you know. So, regardless of the opposition, you're going to play what's in front of you. And looking Derry have you know take no, have taken no team for granted, and you can see that on the scoreline. Um, I think what they're going to bring to the game is they've a lot of experience there, Martin, from last year. Still, they were in all in semi final last year could have very easily been in that final instead of Cork so you know they're definitely coming down to Torles now next weekend determined to to get into the Ireland final and you know try to get themselves back up into the senior ranks where they, where they were before You were back there in 2021 yourselves in the All-Ireland semi-final if I'm not mistaken it was actually Meath he played in the semi-final you beat him in UPMC Nolan Park that day um, you know it was misfortunate Antrim won the final but do you think that that place that you have been there before you've experienced All-Ireland Final Day as that group of players albeit some of them maybe a bit new and haven't experienced that before will that stand to have the likes of your Laura Greens or you know your Afton Graces who have been there before in Crow Park will they be able to to help you along along with other players as well they're only two that comes to the top of my head like um, straight off the bat but you certainly want to, to get to the, the biggest day on the calendar and be in Crow Park on the, the 6th of August with the rest of the matches yeah, look, when you, when you look at our squad, there, there's plenty of experience there. If you go back to 2016, um, when Yves um Laura Green won, a, won an intermediate other and the rushing field and two as well there, you know, and again, there only 2021, you had Hannah Scott and a few others there involved in that as well. So, there's girls in our squad that have experienced winning all Ireland and we have girls who unfortunately have experienced what it's like to be on the, on, on the other side of it and I think having both of those together at the one time with those kind of new kids in the block that are coming through you know I think it's it's, it's really made for a 
you know, a, a nice a nice panel this year. Um, and especially the, the new faces coming back into the scene as well. Like, for example, Cleena Murphy coming back of what happened in 2016 with the minors and Maria Kenny coming into the fold as well again, you know. And she, I thought she had a, a very good game the last day against Wexford. I think there's a nice there's a nice blend there now, Martin, you know. And, and definitely those experiences some of those players have are definitely going to stand, stand to the group. And, you know, it's, it's definitely worth something to try to get this group over the line, you know. Shem, any injury, major injury worries? We know Danielle Morrissey is out, obviously, and has been for a while as she recovers from her ACL injury. But uh, after the game the last day against Wexford, any fresh injury concerns coming into the weekend? Yeah, look, we we had a few knocks after the game, but we also had knocks going into that game as well. Um, if you can't have picked up a hamstring injury leading to that quarterfinals, but you know she's got a clean bill of health now, so she's she's up for selection as well. And I suppose the, the panel has got a bit stronger too with the addition of Aidan O'Connor as well. Um, unfortunately, the seniors unfortunately went down the quarterfinal. Aidan was still available to us, so she's come back in there the last week training with us, and she's really helped bring up the intensity as well. So and there's one or two other knocks we're trying to work through there at the moment, but all going well by the end of the week they'll, they'll get the they'll get the green light, you know. So look here, fingers crossed. Yeah, well, it is our big match, as we said earlier. It is Jerry versus Kilkenny from FBD Semple Stadium with a 1 pm throw in on Saturday. It is the All Ireland semi final. And Shem, we wish you and the rest of the Kilkenny team the very best of luck. Fingers crossed that we can be preparing indeed for an All Ireland final on the 6th of August. And one way or another, we will have a chat to you afterwards on Saturday. Thanks very much, Marm. More than welcome. That was Seamus Kelly, the intermediate manager there, having a chat with us. Anya, you've done the Kilkenny and Derry game in the semi-final. I, do I take it you're going for Kilkenny to pip Derry or are you suggesting that Derry might be a little bit too much for her? Because I was trying to dial Shem at the same time and listening to you and I wasn't really listening yeah, too much. You see, yeah. I, well, I'm openly yeah, admitting it, I wasn't. It. Yeah, that's fine. No, I do. I think... I think Kilkenny will come away with a victory in this and I'm even going to go that one step further I think if Kilkenny get a victory in this game they'll win the All-Ireland Wow, okay that's a fairly big statement yeah, I, think, All right. I, think it's, I think it's a big game and I think Derry like we'll be fair about it Derry are probably coming into this game as red hot favourites mm-hmm. in it Yes, Kilkenny, I think, have certainly come through a much tougher group. And I suppose a lot of people are probably looking at the fact of the scores that um, Derry have certainly been built up. Maybe namely to say it against, against Carlo probably would be probably the main one that people are reflecting on. Um, and I think what's probably, I suppose, backing Derry is the fact that, you know, Schlock Neil have been so successful over the last couple of years. Um, and, you know, that's probably certainly backing them as well. And I think that's something that they're looking at. And I suppose this is Derry's, you know, senior team, if we're to, if we were to be fair about it, um, I think Aideen O'Connor being you know back in for selection, she'd be, she'd be a huge addition. It's going to be a huge, huge addition, and it's an All Ireland semi final, and you know have to go with your your best squad at the end of the day. So you know it's you know the lads are probably going to have a couple of headaches over the coming days. I'm sure they will, but yeah, it's going to be a brilliant. It's going to be a very very good All Ireland semi final. Right, let's move to the next game at three o'clock. Then Meath and West Meath. This is the battle of the two neighbouring counties as well up there. You know Meath have been in the All Ireland previous. They've won the All Ireland at intermediate level. I think they beat Cork a couple of years ago, if I'm not mistaken. In it, it's yeah. not going to be an easy fight. We've seen West Meath playing against our senior. Team. Team, and it was the senior team you know they play yeah. fairly decent camogie they have a couple of very good girls that's on the team as well who's going to win it? 
you know, again, another another huge game um, to be looking forward to. This one kind of adds a bit of spice and the fact that, you know, neighbouring counties, rivals, they've already met in the, they've already met in the group stages of the championship as well. And I suppose Westmead, um, you know, getting, I think Westmead got the better of Mead that day, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but do you know what? I think again, and I and I do honestly think that you know the overlap of not maybe having game for the last four weeks. I think that is going to really impact on um, both Derry and and on Westmead. Like we've seen the way Kilkenny were two weeks ago, um, and I think you know that's certainly going to dwell on them. I think you have to kind of we look say at the Meade. way Mead had a very good quarter final they against Cork. A really really strong performance they looked solid they looked ruthless um, Aoife Minogue now and can fully concentrate solely on Camogie for the foreseeable because you know dual player playing with Mead Ladies Football that's going to be a massive addition to Mead as well um, and I just think Mead I think Mead are going to have the firepower in this game and I think Mead are going to come out with a victory OK well obviously in the intermediate grade as well there was a relegation final that was played last weekend and it was Dublin and Leash, you thought that Dublin wouldn't have the firepower to beat Leash in this one, and they bet them be twelve points. Dublin still staying in the intermediate grade for twenty twenty four. Is that a bit of a shock to you? Yeah, like I suppose it is, but again, like well, it probably was. I mean, if you look at the yeah, results d- during the year, yeah. And to be fair, like and again, and as I said last week, as well. It probably was very unfair of me to even call it because I hadn't seen Leash at all this year. I was just looking on the Dublin performances and like, you know, I think if you're to be fair, when we looked at Dublin in the first round of the Leinster Championship against Kilkenny, it it was a very dismal performance for them and I think they knew that themselves as well. Um, but yeah, do you know what? Fair play to them. They're just going to have to regroup. They're going to have to maybe pull from their minor close team. they now a little bit. They, they're going to have to just pull from their minor team and regroup again for next year and that's going to be the most important thing for them. It certainly is. Well, we'll move along to the seniors because obviously... <laughs> I'm not going to comment on it, but I think having the intermediates and the seniors yeah. on the same day is a little bit stupid, especially when it comes to people. We're hosting the All-Ireland semi-finals on Saturday. It's going to be a huge day in UPMC, mm. Nolan Park, and we're kind of splitting ourselves because we need to be in different places. But anyway, there is two big semi-finals on, in at Nolan Park, but the first one that we're actually going to talk about is, and I mentioned it to PJ there on his interview, Down actually uh, beating Offaly in the relegation final and holding on to senior status for next year it's one that we were probably both predicted to be fair we yeah. probably saw it coming yeah. um, it's a little bit probably unfair and awfully because they've been at the senior levels for so long mm-hmm. but it is what it is and you know Down had a fairly comprehensive win in that game too mm-hmm. like it was one twelve to 6 points so it wasn't even close to be honest No and you know what as probably heartbreaking it is for Offaly I do honestly think it's probably the best thing that could happen to them I think this is a, a huge opportunity for them to regroup and get some serious competitive games and I have no doubt about it that Offaly once they start getting their confidence back once they start getting into the groove of things again they start winning games I think they can over the coming years I think they can win an intermediate mm-hmm, yeah. All-Ireland As you mentioned good minor team coming yeah, up Yeah exactly and I think that's going to be and I know probably at the moment they're probably very very disappointed but I do think you know you will have a lot more players maybe putting their hand up for selection for the, for the Offaly Intercounty squad when they are back down intermediate because they will be playing competitive games yeah. games that they know that they can compete in and win against and I think it is definitely the best the best thing that could happen for them at the moment Right well let's move on to the two very big games that's in UPMC Nolan Park we're going to 
start with the first one a 3.30pm throw in it is the meeting of Tipperary and Waterford Waterford in back-to-back All-Ireland semi-finals, they played Cork last year. You know, Tipperary wasn't in the All-Ireland semi-final last year because Waterford actually beat them in the quarter-final mm-hmm. in Thurles. Can they do it again? Can they beat him? First of all, it's, you know, two absolutely unbelievable semi-finals that we, that we have. And unfortunately, Kenny not being in it. So I suppose we can actually, you know, kind of, we can give the unbiased opinion. We can, I we think, can sit back both, now and nearly yeah, relax and, and enjoy relax them a bit. Yeah. You know, I suppose for Walter and Tipperary, this is a huge opportunity for both teams. And for the first time in a long time, you know, you're not going to have one of the top three in an All-Ireland final. So there is going to be a different element to a crowd that's going to be in Crow Park the day of an All-Ireland final as well. And something very similar in the intermediates as well. You're not going to have a team that's going to have two teams you know competing unless Tip come out in the, the junior championship and in the senior championship there yeah. is a possibility but I suppose for intermediate and senior there always has been nearly Which two it, core it, teams Correct it, it nearly has days. been one it of the, the division or yeah. the senior team and the intermediate team So hopefully that'll One of the big three the, has nearly always been in yeah. both of them Yeah. Um, so hopefully that'll put a rise on the amount of people that are going to be at the All-Ireland Finals as well So you know for Washford and Tipperary as I said, it's a huge opportunity for both of them. Watford are definitely going to, going to be looking on it last year, the fact that they came so close against Cork in that All-Ireland semi-final, you know, held Cork scoreless for 20 minutes. Probably 25, 25 yeah, minutes. should have you probably know? pushed on a bit, yeah. I suppose. Or probably kind of maybe holding that and thinking like, you know, they could have really come out of that. Tipperary have literally just, you know, got themselves together this year. They ha- would have had a poor championship a poor championship form last year by all accounts but I honestly think Tipperary are the team like this year I think there, there's something really strong about them um, and I think kind of getting over that All-Ireland quarterfinal in Crow Park against Antrim now I know we're all probably expecting Tipperary to win it anyway but I think you know but it's playing in Crow Park I think that's what's going to stand to them yeah but Antrim put it up to Tipper. Like, First you half, know, yeah. No one really expected Antrim to really put it up to him for a long period of time. They held with him mm. for 30 minutes. Yeah. There was only, was it three points or something in it at half yeah, time? Ten points point, to seven yeah. or something? Yeah. I mean, okay. Uh, Waterford had a bad day against Tipperary mm-hmm. in the Munster Championship. Yeah. They beat him in the quarterfinal last year in Semper Stadium. They got the monkey off the back of having beaten, of not beaten Tipperary yeah. before. This is now an All-Ireland semi-final. Mm-hmm. Waterford was in it last year. They have a chance to get to their first All-Ireland final yeah. since 2015 when they beat Kildare in the intermediate grade. Mm-hmm. And they probably have one of the best forwards that's currently in the country at the minute yeah. in Beth Carton and Tipperary are going to have their work cut out for them. Yeah. On the other hand, yeah. Caught Devan had a brilliant game yeah. against Antrim. Mm-hmm. And the Waterford full back line is going to have a very tough task again caught to van. Yeah, they are. Like, it's going to be very interesting. I suppose it's going to be very interesting matchup wise. Like, we we are kind of expecting Marie Deviston probably to, to start at full back, you know, when she did come in. Well, let's be goal. fair. Like, she, she turned did. the game around did, the last like, day. Um, you know, you're kind of expecting her and will she kind of pick up Beth Carton, who's no more than likely she probably will. Now, there's a battle. I don't want to 
I wouldn't like to be in the middle of to be no. fair and um, obviously Tipperary will have to change their goalkeeper because yeah. the goalkeeper did her ACL the last day in uh, Nolan, Park. Nolan Park as well yeah, so, so that's unfortunate probably yeah. going to be stepping in there you know certainly is I suppose like when you look at maybe all the go-to players for Tipperary so you're looking at the likes of Marie Deveston is there the likes of Karen Kennedy is there um, you're looking at Cote Van being there you're looking at Roisin Howard who can be so influential as well and then you look I suppose on the, the Washford side of things you know excellent goalie in Brianna O'Regan you've got um, Lorraine Bray there you've got Neve Rocket there you've got there's, a, there's an engine in the middle you know, of the field like, you know, so it's something you know both teams I, I think are quite balanced but I think when it comes down to it I do feel like Question that's for the final yep. do you think this is going to be an open game like is this going to be a big scoring game between the forwards like we, we can see tactical games that's going on usually but is this going to be a wide, vast, open game of Camogie that's going to be a huge load of scores yeah. in it and, you know, there's going to be great excitement in it. What people want to see? I think so. I, I really do. I don't think... I think both teams are very much of the same mind where they just want to go out and hurl and I think it will be I'm not going to say tactics aren't going to come into play of course they are but I think it is going to be probably one of the I think it's going to be a lot more open than the likes of the, the Cork-Galway game I think Cork-Galway is going to be purely tactics um, and I do think this I think do think both sets of players in the first semi-final are going to be let roam and go free and you know do what they have to do and they're going to play they're going to play Camogie um, I just feel like I just feel like Tipperary getting that win in Crow Park I think it's nearly like throwing the monkey off their back I suppose the fear of having to play in, now I know they're not playing Crow Park in, in the semi-final but I feel like they have that experience and that fear of not being able to win in Crow Park has gone off them they enjoy playing in Nolan Park as well and they're going to have serious confidence from you know I know it was only still a draw game against Kilkenny but they're going to have serious confidence that and as much as I would love to see Washford push that one step further I think Tipperary I think Tipperary are going to, to clench this, this game So you're going for Tipperary I'm going for Tipperary but I do think it's going to be a it's going to be a tough one I have a strange I, I, I don't know something is telling me Waterford is going to win it yeah. and get to the point one way or another it's fantastic that either Tipperary or Waterford is going to be in the All-Ireland this year yeah. and I was speaking to Sheila Donoghue the Waterford chairperson earlier on as well and I know for a fact there's a big push being put on mm. in Waterford to get a huge crowd yeah. up as well and let's be fair and I did say it to her I mean if people can't travel from Waterford to Kilkenny to cheer yeah. on a team in an All Ireland semi final, yeah. there's something wrong. But it's the same going from and you heard, yeah, yeah, well, correct. Yeah, you heard oh. Brian there earlier on mm. about the support and people getting in and backing the teams, etc. Now is your chance to show yeah. it at the weekend. Like I think, like definitely the match. The match that we've been at this year where we've seen the most crowd was Tipperary Kilkenny match. The crowd that came into Nolan Park that day I thought was absolutely crazy. I've never seen the old stand in Nolan Park that packed for the Kilkenny Tipperary match. Yeah, no, it was Tipperary great. are going yeah. to bring a massive, massive following to this. You can imagine for both teams, this is a huge occasion. It's not as if they have to get on a bus and trek the whole way to Dublin. They're literally going up the roads for the probably the longest journey that a lot of them are going to have to make is going to be an hour journey from the outskirts of Waterford or the outskirts of Tipperary. I can guarantee you there's going to be bus loads of clubs getting young kids onto, onto buses getting them up to Nolan Park for the day. Well, I we can cater for them. So yeah. we can. Plenty of space in yeah. UPMC. Nolan Park, we're looking forward to hosting them as well. Right, so you're going with Tipperary, I'm going for Waterford. Let's move on. Cork and Galway. Who this the, the renewing rivalries yeah. again. They were there. Cork was in the All-Ireland final last year. They were in the mm. league final. They were in the All-Ireland semi-finals last year as well. You know, both of these Galway has won the All-Ireland previously. 
this is going to be a titanic battle between two former champions who's going to come out on top? It certainly is and I think a lot of people are probably looking at this which I think you'd be foolish to look at it this way I think a lot of people are probably looking at this as probably the All-Ireland final I think they're writing off the Waterford and Tipperary already. Big time. Yeah. Um, I think Galway Cork, like it certainly is going to be, it's going to be a huge game. It's, you know, one of the, the top two in the country fighting it out for an All-Ireland, All-Ireland final spot. Cork, having overcome that victory against Kilkenny, had to work extremely hard. Galway on the other side of it, not having a competitive game for a couple of weeks. Is that going to alter them? Um, but I feel like Galway are probably coming through very quietly this year. We're not hearing much about them. Probably maybe a distraction, the fact that their intermediates probably didn't go as well as they would have on previous years due to the fact they had won the All-Ireland. So, you know, it is a brand new intermediate squad that's there. So they've been able to solely just concentrate, I suppose, on the seniors for the last couple of weeks. Um, But I think it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but I'm going to give the slightest of advantages to Cork. Oh, I did, I was not expecting that now, to be honest I'm with you. I'm literally going to have to change my mind there five minutes ago. <laughs> I don't know, like, I just, I think, I think not having a game for a couple of weeks, I think that is going to play a huge impact on teams. And I think I'm just seeing that from the way the Kilkenny Intermediates were against Wexford. Yeah, I was I think, full expecting you to actually say Galway because I have been looking at it and I, as I said I had um, a very good chat with uh, Matthew Toomey last weekend as well mm-hmm. after the Intermediate. He knew he was in a battle against Kilkenny and I think that's really going to stand to them going into it yeah. and I was actually going to pick Cork mm. the weekend to come away with it so I, yeah I, I think I think I know they played one another in the, the group stages and the, Galway came yeah. away with it I know they played weeks ago. correct I know they played yeah. one another in the, the league mm. you know and Galway came away with it as well but when it comes to championship and knockouts I don't know there's just something about the Cork teams that they're just you're not able to get rid of them that easily so yeah, um, yeah I, I think it's going to be a repeat of last year's All-Ireland semi-final in the final I think it's going to be Cork and Waterford in the final that's just my opinion yeah. I never give it yeah. I'm usually so balanced but I, um, I, I don't know I just I, I think that's the way it's going to be yeah, it's going to be. Do you know what? It's going to be. It's going to be very. There's going to be two. There's going to be four excellent games of Camogie this weekend. Brilliant. Um, and it's a pity we can't see the four. Yeah. I get to see three of them. Yeah. I'll be rushing from Thurles back to UPMC Nolan Park because herself will be in the hot seat up in the event controller's box, waiting for help. But we will get there. Yeah. Manage. We might need a guard to escort to come from Thurles to get us there a bit quicker. Why but why don't you get a helicopter? Surely, surely the lads can fork out for it. Ah. Don't know, but she look. She'll ma- she'll manage for a little while anyway. But um, yeah, it is going to be um, a great event. Tickets are still on sale for all of the four games. Just go on to uh, Universe, or if you go through the Camogie Association uh, social media channels, you'll be able to pick up tickets as well. Or through the County of Tipperary, Waterford, Cork, or Galway, they are all advertising the tickets. And we have said it before. And Brian Dowling was here earlier on, and you heard him. If you want players to be respected 
and to show them having equality people are going to have to get up off their backsides they're going to have to travel to games sit in the stadium cheer on your teams and this is the weekend to do it because Mm -hmm. let's be fair you go to the All-Ireland semi-final in the Hurland last weekend and you're going to fork out 50 quid to go and watch a game it's nowhere near that I think the tickets if I'm not mistaken are 10 euro to get into the All-Ireland semi-final if I'm not mistaken Um, is it 15 for the senior one it's 10 definitely I think for the intermediates but 15 for the senior sure where would you get it and under 16s need a ticket and the under 16s I'm just being told does need a ticket as well but the tickets are free no they're 3 euro 3 euro are they 3 euro sorry they're 3 euro for a ticket for an under 16 um, and 15 for an adult to go to the senior game uh, and just check out the, the social media channels anyway and you'll be able to get tickets there but yeah get up off the Get up off the backsides, get to the venues and cheer them on because it is going to be a fantastic weekend of Camogie and we are certainly looking forward to it. Premier Junior semi-finals are obviously on this weekend as well and it is going to be a double header in Donamore Ashburn where Tipperary are going to take on Roscommon Clare are going to take on Armagh so uh, I suppose we have a Roscommon connection to a certain degree because Theresa Rowe is up there uh, with Ross Common and she is a former Kilkenny lady well it's I don't really say you can say former she probably is still a Kilkenny lady living in Ross Common and now no, um, being involved Common with Ross Common what? She was a Roscommon lady living in Kilkenny. So she was job. always a Roscommon lady living in Kilkenny. What's her... Anyway, she still had a Kilkenny connection and we wish um, Theresa and all of the Roscommon connections up there. The very best of luck at the weekend. Um, so Can I just say something on the tickets? Um, yeah. Point of view as well there. Uh, there's an under 16 group ticket. One adult goes free with 10 under 16s mm-hmm. and it's only 30 euro to get up to the yeah. semi-finals in Semple Stadium this weekend to support Kilkenny. It's a very good offer. It's a fantastic offer. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, uh, the very same as our Turles is only up the road, folks. You yeah. know, I mean, clubs, the, the tickets are available. It's a great, you know, go out, get out and support your team. Get out the black and amber um, because these girls put in as much work as the fellas. I know the All-Ireland final is on the day after, but if you're not going to the All-Ireland final in particular, definitely get to the Camogie games at the weekend and yeah you can set your weekend off you can have your jerseys washed by you go the next day everything will be fine take it as a, a, a pre-match warm up quick dry him and all be yes, grand exactly be grand. it'll be fine anyway um, it has been a very enjoyable but long evening here in uh, Kilkenny this evening We're, we are sad in the building today because obviously we had an in-depth interview with Brian Dowling earlier on and um, a great person that he has been great manager and we are certainly going to miss him and we do wish him the very best of luck going forward my thanks to PJ uh, the Jerry manager for coming on for Seamus Kelly for coming on for Anya as always for being here she's buggering off herself now for the weekend because she's not available because she has a wedding to go to I mean you know, how inconsiderate to pick a wedding the day of an All-Ireland semi-final. I know, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, well. Would not you? near as terrible. I'll be as, looking, I'll be looking at Not near it. as terrible though as to have the wedding the day before an All-Ireland final when you could be potentially playing in it as well. Like, you know. Anyway, um, to Killian and to Neve, we wish the two of them the very best of luck and a lifetime of happiness. Mm-hmm. And hopefully... Hopefully, apart from the wedding being a good weekend, it'll certainly be a great weekend for the two of them because if Kilkenny can beat Limerick in the hurling final at the weekend, 
everybody will be happy. Myself and Anya will be delaying the podcast next week because of the fact the homecoming is on and, well, sure, look, we'll be in UPMC, Nolan Park, but the podcast will be available on Tuesday evening to go out. So don't be afraid, it will be there. It might be the last podcast before the club season starts. We don't know. Hopefully it won't be that we will be looking forward to uh, a Camogie Intermediate All-Ireland Final on the bank holiday weekend. But for the time being, remember, we are live in Thurless. We will be back here next week. Enjoy your sport. Enjoy the games over the weekend. And up the black and amber. Bye from now. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Oh